Friends, it's good to uh, be back with you again on another Thursday night and thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, we trust that the Lord will be able to minister to your heart again tonight. Um, we're turning to the same passage that we were looking at last Thursday night and that is in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 11. And if you have a Bible, please uh, read along uh, with me. It says in uh, verse 11 of Isaiah 40, He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs in his arm uh, and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. And last Thursday night we lifted out the lovely title that is given to the Lord Jesus in the scriptures, the title of the shepherd. And we saw how he's the, the perfect shepherd. He, he's described in the word of God as the good shepherd and the great shepherd and the chief shepherd. And not only did we discover that he's a, a great shepherd and a good shepherd and a chief shepherd, but we discovered that he's a personal shepherd. You remember David in Psalm 23, he said, The Lord He's my shepherd. And so we have a a personal shepherd and a perfect shepherd. Now tonight I want to bring you on into the lovely verse here in Isaiah 40. And we wrote over the message last Thursday night, a shepherd that cares. And we saw how he cares. He, He feeds the flock and he befriends the flock. And we saw three reasons why the Lord Jesus does that for you and I as his people. Firstly, because he owns us. Secondly, because he loves us. And thirdly, because he knows us. Now, I want to write over the little title for a moment or two tonight. Not only the shepherd that cares, but we're going to see the Lord Jesus as the shepherd that carries. And that is a very precious truth for you and I as the people of God. You know, there's many believers, it may not apply to you tonight, but there's many believers across our land and around the world that know what it is to carry burdens, burdens with their family, burdens with their health. And I would think uh, tonight of, of women and they have to look after their husbands and husbands that have to bring in uh, the money into the home to pay the bills and there, there's burdens and while that may not apply to you tonight, you always remember whenever you get alone with the Lord to pray for God's people that you lift your heart to heaven for the children of God that know what it is to carry many heavy burdens. But it's lovely that we have a shepherd that not only knows the burdens and not only comes near Whenever we carry the burdens, but he gets underneath and he lifts his people and the burden at the same same time. We're described as lambs in the word of God. Uh, you'll remember whenever Peter uh, was out fishing on the Sea of Galilee and the Lord Jesus came and he stood on the shore and the disciples came in and the Lord had a little fire prepared and the fish were there. And the Lord seemed to take Peter away on his own. And he turned around to Peter and says, Lovest thou me more than these? He must have looked at the boats and he must have looked at the nets and even at the other disciples. And he says, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me more than all of these? And Peter says, Lord, thou knowest. And the Lord Jesus said, he said, Feed my lambs. And it's the lambs here that we see that the Lord Jesus carries. And we're described as lambs, not only as sheep and not only as a flock, but we're described as lambs. And there's some lovely similarities between you and I as the people of God and as lambs. The first similarity that came to my mind is this, that we're marked by our vulnerability. A lamb is marked by vulnerability, very vulnerable to the elements and very vulnerable to the enemy. And you know, friends, we have an enemy. We have a threefold enemy with the world and the flesh and the devil. And Peter in his epistle in 1 Peter chapter 5, just after he described the Lord Jesus as the the chief shepherd, he reminded his readers that the the devil goeth about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It says that he walketh about 
And that is a picture of a, of a lion or a leopard stalking its prey, just waiting, ready to pounce. And the devil seeks to do that with you and I. He, he seeks to pounce upon us. And it says to devour, and that word is to destroy. He would love to destroy our testimony. He would love to destroy our character. And so he stalks us and he waits for the opportune moment just to pounce. And that's why we need to ever be on our guard. We need to be careful with the words that we say. We need to be careful uh, with the, where the places where we go and the actions that we commit. And we need to be so careful. We need to stay close to the shepherd and we need to live lives that are clean and holy and godly lest the, the enemy would come and seek to pounce upon us and to destroy our testimony. If you remember what the Lord Jesus said in Luke's Gospel, chapter 22, as he turned to Peter and he says, Simon, Simon, behold, that Satan hath desired to have thee, that he may sift thee as wheat. And friends, that's just what the enemy would do with you and I today if he had his way. And he would just sift us like wheat. No matter how long we are along the Christian life, no matter how long we are saved, no matter how many verses we know, or how well we have got to know the Lord, if the devil had his own way, he would just sift us all like wheat. We're so vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. But it's lovely to know what the Lord Jesus said to Peter. He went on and he says, But I have prayed for thee. And the one that pay, prayed for Peter in his day is the one that has prayed for you and I even today because the word reminds us that he's the one that ever liveth to make intercession for us. So a lamb is marked by vulnerability. Secondly, it's marked by infirmity. A little lamb is marked by weakness and helplessness. You know, we were out for a drive uh, the other week there and we went up the mountain and we, we saw a little lamb sitting in the field on its own. And we had to get out and Charlotte, being the veterinary nurse that she is, went over to the little lamb and we got it into the car and we took it down the road and took it to the, took it to the farmer uh, because all the other sheep had went to the other side of the mountain and its mother was no longer longer with it. But that little lamb, if it had been left on its own, it would have died. It was a picture of weakness and vulnerability. It was so weak, in fact, when Charlotte went over to lift it, it couldn't even run away. And as the people of God, we need to be reminded of that fact that we're, we're, we're marked by weakness. So often we, we think because we do a little bit of service for the Lord or uh, grow in our maturity in, in spiritual things, we, we think that we're able to handle more than what we could. But friends, we're always marked by weakness and marked by helplessness. And Proverbs chapter 30, uh, Solomon there, he reminds us of another little animal, and it's the cone. And he says that they're a feeble folk, and the people of God, we are just a feeble folk, feeble mentally, feeble physically, feeble spiritually, easily wounded. A little lamb, if you were to hold it too tight, you would bruise it, you would hurt it. And there's many of God's people across our land, even in Northern Ireland here, that know what it is to be wounded. And we need to come to the, to the shepherd that those wounds don't fester. Maybe someone has said something on you or done something to you, said something about you, and there's a wound there. And it has been festering over the years. Well, you need to come to the shepherd even tonight. And he's the one who's able to pour in the oil and the wine. You know, a little lamb is susceptible to sickness and to illness. And I was thinking today that you and I, uh, we're so susceptible uh, to sickness in our devotional life. We can become stale and cold and hard and indifferent towards the things of God. Our, our prayer life can become sick and reading of the wor word and devotion can become sickly. And so you can see that we're like little lambs in our vulnerability, little lambs in their infirmity. 
Thirdly, we're like little lambs because of the tendency that they have. You know, you look at uh, a field of sheep and you'll see the little lambs, they come up to the gate and next thing they're through the gate and they're down the road and they're, they're nibbling away at the grass there and before long, they're gone. They've lost their way. And you and I, we, we know what it is to wander from the Lord. We know what it is to become cold and lose the love for the Lord and the adoration that we, we used to have. I was thinking today of the young man by the name of Robert Robinson, and he was a young man that was saved under the ministry of George Whitfield. And for three full years he was under conviction before he got saved. And when he came through for the Lord, the Lord done a mighty work in his life and he got saved and was sent out into the ministry and done a mighty work for Christ. And he wrote some lovely hymns and one of the hymns that he, he wrote was that hymn, Come thy fount of every blessing, tune our hearts to sing thy grace, streams of mercy never ceasing, calls for songs of loudest praise. It was just shortly after he wrote that hymn that he became cold and wandered away from the Lord and without into bypath meadows. And some years later he was in a carriage, a horse-drawn carriage, and there was a woman who was also in the carriage and she began to sing a hymn and it was this very hymn that he himself had wrote. And she came to the last verse of that hymn and she began to sing, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Take my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. And as Robert Robinson sat in that little carriage and he listened to those words that he himself had wrote, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, the tears started to come down his cheeks uh, and under conviction of the own words that he had written himself it was shortly after that he was restored into fellowship with the Lord and maybe you're listening to me tonight and you've wandered away from the Lord and in these days of lockdown and shutdown when you're away from the assembly and you become cold and your your prayer life is no longer what it used to be and your your devotional life is no longer what it used to be and you're no longer as close to the shepherd as you once were well, friends, you know it's lovely. We can all pray like the psalmist David to restore unto us the joy of thy salvation. And he will. He's the one that restores the years the locusts have eaten. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Take my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. And so you can see we're like little lambs in their vulnerability. We're like little lambs in our infirmity, so weak. And so helpless. We're like little lambs in our tendency to wander and to wander away from the Lord. And we all know, I'm sure, something about that. Then, not only do we discover in this verse who he carries, he carries the lambs. But it tells us how he carries. Because it says he shall gather them with his arm. And that's a lovely picture. And I want you to see for a moment or two the shepherd coming down among his sheep and he comes to the, to the, to the little lambs down to those that are vulnerable and weak. And he brings his arms and gathers them in. He, he brings them in close. It's a picture of fellowship. It's a picture of communion. And in Mark's gospel, you'll find the lovely picture as the Lord Jesus is ministering there. There was people brought onto him a little company of children. And it says that the Lord Jesus took them up in his arms and he blessed them. And friends, that's what he does with you and I as the people of God. He, he blesses us. And we mentioned it last Thursday now, count your blessings. Name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. It's a picture of intimacy. It's a picture of fellowship to be brought in and to be brought close. But not only is it a picture of being brought in, that word to gather uh, or to gather in is the word to hold tight. It's the word to have a good grip upon. 
It's the word to have a good grasp on. And you know the Lord Jesus in John's Gospel, chapter 10, uh, he said concerning his sheep, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish and no man shall pluck them out of my hand. And it's lovely to know as the people of God that were held in the hand of Christ, were held in his hand. But here we not only see that his hand is over us, but we see that his arm is around us. It's a picture of protection. It's a picture of safety. Whenever Moses said to the children of Israel there in Deuteronomy 33, just before they went over into the promised land, he said that the, the eternal God is a refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. We used to sing it and we sing it often, I'm sure, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a, what a joy divine. What a fellowship leaning on the everlasting arms. So we're in his hand. His hand is over us. And his arm is around us. We're brought in. And Paul, whenever he was writing there to the church at Ephesus, he said, Ye who were sometimes afar off, you're brought nigh by the blood of Christ. You who were far, far away, he's, he's brought us in. He's, he's gathered us in. He's, he's brought us in with, with his arm. He, and he holds us tight. And the arm not only speaks of holding us, but it also speaks of hiding us. Because the psalmist in Psalm 27 and verse 5 said, these lovely words, he said, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. A hiding place. Charles Wesley, uh, that great preacher of a bygone day, he was standing one day and he was looking out through uh, his study window and he saw a little sparrow and it was flying from one part of his garden to the other. And he looked up and he saw that there was a buzzard and the buzzard was swooping down. It was trying to catch the little, the little sparrow uh, for a meal. And as Wesley stood and looked out through the window, the, the buzzard came down again and the sparrow, what it did, it shot through the window where Wesley was standing and it shot under the lapel of his coat and there it found safety and refuge. And Charles Wesley got down on his knees and began to pen a lovely hymn and I'm sure you've sang it and I'll read it to you. It says, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly while the near waters roll, while the tempest still is high, hide me. O oh, my Saviour, hide me, till the storms of life is past, safe into the haven guide me. O oh, receive my soul at last. Other refuge have I none, hangs my helpless soul on thee. Leave, O oh, leave me, not alone, still support and comfort me. Isn't that lovely that you and I, as the people of God, we not only have one who holds us, but we have one who hides us, hides us out of the reach of the enemy, Hides us out of the uh, out of danger's way. He's the one who holds us in his hand, and then he hides us with his arm. But then he goes on and he says, "He shall carry them in his bosom," and that's a lovely place to be, close to the heart. It's lovely that the Lord he carries his people on his heart, and it says here that he shall carry them. And that word "carry" there is the word to to bear up. It's the word to bear up. And I was thinking of it today that before he bears us up, he brought us up. Because the psalmist said in Psalm 40 and verse 2, he says, He brought me up out of an horrible pit and out of the miry clay. And you know, friends, the picture is there that not that the Lord Jesus somehow lowered a rope and then pulled us up. But the picture is that the Lord Jesus came himself down into the very pit where you and I were. And he got alongside us and he, he lifted us up. And the hymn writer said with from sinking sand he lifted me, with tender hand he lifted me, from shades of night to the plains of light, 
Oh, bless his name, he lifted me. So you can see, first of all, he brought us up. He brought us up out of an horrible pit and out of the miry clay. Whenever Paul was writing to young Timothy, he said, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus, he came, came into the world. He came to where you and I were in our need and in our sin. And he drew alongside and he, he lifted us up. But not only has he brought us up, uh, we're reminded here in the word carry that he bears us up. He bears us up. That word is to sustain, to sustain us. It's the same word that's used in Psalm 55 and verse 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. It's a lovely promise uh, for you and I uh, tonight. It's the word to support. It's the word to aid. In fact, you'll discover this, that the Lord Jesus is not only the one who, who hides us, and he's not only the one who holds us, but you'll discover that he's the one who helps us. Whenever the Syrophoenician woman came to the Lord Jesus, her daughter was possessed of a, de of a demon, you'll remember, and she came to the Lord Jesus with one cry on her heart, Lord, help me. I need help. And there's many of God's people tonight, and maybe you're like that, and you need help. And you know, friends, the, the Lord Jesus is the, the great and the good and the chief shepherd, the one who is able to help us in the time of need. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, when the Lord Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration, there was a man there, and his son was possessed. You'll remember how the, the disciples could do nothing for him. And he came to Christ, and he said to the Lord, he said, help us. We need help. And friends, if you need help today, call upon the Lord. You'll remember what the writer of the Hebrews said. He says that we can come boldly onto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So he's the one who, who brought us up. He's the one who bears us up. But then we're reminded in Psalm 94, he's the one who keeps us up. Because the psalmist said in Psalm 94, in verse 18, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. And there's a lovely picture of that in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14. You'll remember whenever Peter was out there, out of the boat, he got out of the boat and began to walk towards the Lord Jesus on the water. And he saw the waves and he saw the wind and he got his eyes off the Lord. And he began to sink and he cried, Lord, save me. And it says the next verse, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. He caught him. He, he held him up. And Jude in his little epistle in verse 24 said this, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. He's not only able to, to that he, the one who brought us up, and he's not only the one who bears us up, but he's the one who's able to, to keep us up. The psalmist said in Psalm 119 and verse 117, Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe. He's the one who brought us up. He's the one who bears us up. He's the one who keeps us up. But you know, friends, there's coming a day, and it may even be today, where he's going to catch us up. Uh, Paul, whenever he was writing to the church at Thessalonica, he said that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be snatched out of this old world of sin, and the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more. And we'll see the shepherd face to face, shall I behold him face to face, what will it be. So you can see the Lord Jesus as the shepherd that cares. You can see him as the shepherd that carries. But finally, as we close tonight, I want you to see him as the shepherd that accompanies. Because this lovely verse in Isaiah 40 and verse 11, it ends by saying, And he shall gently lead those that are 
with young. And the picture is that the Lord Jesus not only shows the way, but you'll know very well that he goes all the way with us. He's not just one that directs us, but he accompanies us. He comes with us. He said to his disciples, and we mentioned it last Thursday night, Lo, I am with thee always, even unto the end of the world. And in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, you'll remember again, we read there concerning him, he said, I will never leave thee. And it's really a double emphasis. It really means I will never, never leave thee, nor, nor forsake thee. The presence of Christ. David said in Psalm 23, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. And that's a very precious thought for you and I to think upon in these days. It says here that he shall gently lead those that are with young. And you know, uh, we know at least three or four women at this time that are coming up to a period where they're uh, going to give birth very shortly over the next few weeks. And you know, uh, friends, it's lovely to encourage your heart and to know that the Lord will be with you and he'll lead you and he'll guide you and he'll bless you and he, his presence shall go with you. For he says, I will lead those that are with young, those that have the responsibility of young people and young children. He goes with us and he accompanies us all the way. In Mark's Gospel chapter 10, as the Lord Jesus and the disciples were going up to Jerusalem, it says, as they went to Jerusalem and Jesus went before them. He led the way. He was with them every step of the way. And that's a very precious thought uh, for you and for I. And so you can see he's the shepherd that cares. He's the shepherd that carries. And he's the shepherd that accompanies. And I'm glad that he's my shepherd. And if you're saved tonight, you should be glad that he's your shepherd. And that you can say the Lord, the one who cares, the one who carries, the one who accompanies the Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. And that's why we should love him. That's why we should seek to serve him with all of our heart and tell others about him. And I'm sure we can say again, like that woman in the Song of Solomon concerning her lover, she could say, he is all together lovely. This is my beloved and this is my friend. And I want to just say at the end of this little message, if you are in need of help, friends, get in contact with us. You know, I'm sure Bertie will be available and Robert and myself will be available. We'll, we'll help you. We'll spend time with you on the phone. We'll, we'll seek to draw alongside you. But if you need help, don't be afraid to get in contact uh, with us and we'll do everything that we can to encourage you and to minister uh, to you in this time of difficulty, in this time of lockdown. May the Lord bless this very short and this simple word uh, to you, your heart. Amen. Thank you.